With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome to Brewcast from Maze and Brew on the SB Nation Podcast Network. Back with you again, Luke Giardi here along with Anthony Broom and Chris Castellani here with you on Monday as we head into Tuesday. And some big news that dropped here today. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit. Anthony, he's got firsthand knowledge. He was on a conference call with Isaiah Livers uh, earlier today, so we'll get all into that. But uh, how you guys doing, man? How'd you hold up last week after we had our... Uh, kind of different brewcast show that we did on monday yeah um all right everything is steady uh everything kind of sucks as we've talked about several times um it really does (laughs) this is horrible i don't know what else to say i'm not gonna sugarcoat it um yeah uh hanging in there is basically all i can release i mean i've been watching a ton of movies been catching up on a lot of shows it's you know, I think I may have even said this during our little uh, mental health break episode last week was, you know, none of the good things that we've had or that we want to have when all this is done are are owed to us. So those are privileges. Those are privileges that you know I look forward to getting back at some point because we will get through all of this. And um, but yeah, just kind of hanging in there, doing doing the best we can. You know, we don't I saw someone post this on Facebook before we got on here. We don't have to psych ourselves out, get anxious about lasting through April 30th or whenever these restrictions last through. We just have to wake up and get through 
today. Own today. Conquer today. Um, and that's kind of a mindset I've tried to been take. I've been taking through all this. So uh, one day at a time. I feel like things are in a pretty decent place. I know there's been personal stuff on my end that things are starting to somewhat return to normal on. Though what is even normal these days? But um, yeah, <laughs> we're 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 trucking along. Yeah, same here, man. Uh, everything is continues to be very, very strange. Um, I'll say this. It's been interesting uh, being on social media these last couple weeks and seeing the inventive or different ways that content creators, whether it be uh, people on Twitter, whether it be late night talk show hosts, have, have tried to find ways to improvise with so many outlets being taken from them and i think we've even seen that uh, on our side I, th- I, I really dig what uh some of the stuff that mason brew's been putting out lately so i i i'm i'm you know i'm proud to be a part of this uh it, it's it's just a strange time man and now thankfully and we talked about this a little bit uh before the show it's it's nice that over these last uh couple days or so michigan basketball despite obviously not being able to play any games um it has has provided us with a little bit of uh, a little bit of, of content here that we can that we can sink our teeth into. I think that this is a uh, we, we have some interesting stuff to discuss regarding what uh, this team may potentially look like in the future. We do have the news that broke here today. Probably the most pressing and important news for the future of Michigan basketball is Isaiah Livers entering his name into the NBA draft. He is doing it without an agent. We don't know if he's received a convite invite. I'm pretty sure I, I don't, I, I've not seen that information anywhere, but Anthony, you were on the conference call with him earlier today. How did that go? What are some takeaways that you had from that call? Yeah. Mr. Exclusive over here. Thanks for the build yes. up. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, listen, I, I think it's with these new rules where you can uh, new within the last few years. It's not new exclusive to this year, but you're able to. Well, this is kind of and I I all kind of summarized it in a tweet. And it was basically Isaiah Livers said he was going to test the waters after this season, no matter what. It was his junior year. Uh, why wouldn't you go to the advisory board and get feedback? That's what they're that's the that's what the advisory board is there for. Um, you know, with the rules, and, and I, I'll, I'll get back to you guys on specifics on dates and things like that. But um, he's not hiring an agent, so he's not bound to any of that stuff. But you know, there is a scenario where if he gets a combine invite and then doesn't get drafted, he can come back to school anyways. So, from Liver's point of mm. view, uh, his you know it was a very open-minded. This wasn't a guy that sounded like he was set one way or another. It's you know. It's kind of he's playing with house money at the moment. Um, he's cool with either college or the NBA. He's not going to rush to make a decision. He says he'll go right up until the June third deadline if that's what it takes. Um, doesn't have a range. You know, people ask, well, is there a range you want to get drafted by? He's like, honestly, if one team tells me they'll draft me, yeah, it probably makes my decision a little bit easier to go pro. But I want to keep my you know both doors wide open. I'd love to be able to come back to college too because I do think the idea of him being a veteran leader on a very young team next year is enticing to him. Um, so that's kind of the long and the short of it. I think that, uh, like I said, you're going to – decisions like this, and it was a press release uh, that the school put out, with these rules that they have in place now, 
these are just more com- these are going to be more commonplace now than they ever have ever been. Especially when right. you come from a school like Michigan, you're going to get used to seeing these decisions over the next couple, you know, however many years Juwan Howard's here, assuming that he recruits at the level that he has been. Um, but yeah, he's uh, going to exhaust all those resources. He's going to get the good get good feedback. Michigan's not pushing him away. Doesn't sound like his parents, his family are pushing him in a particular direction. It's just let the call the cards fall where they may. Now, where the complications might arise is it's going to be a lot harder to test in front of teams right now when none of us can really go anywhere. So that's right. kind of where um, you know I think the pre-draft process is going to be a little more difficult on him to improve his stock because you look at draft boards right now and, and he's not on I don't think I've seen him in any mock drafts I'll start looking more than out of the, out of these thrown his name in the mix but um, without the opportunity to truly showcase yourself and, and again he's a you know this is a guy who hasn't even picked up a basketball since they got back from Indianapolis uh, and warming up against Rutgers for a game that they never wound up playing so it's complicated but that's that that was the long and the short of the decision that was made. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was, I was going to go back to a point that Luke brought up about how, you know, he hasn't no word on whether or not he's going to be invited to the combine. We don't know if there's going to be a combine right now, which I, I don't know if that would hurt or help liver status. Um, yeah, I, I'm not as familiar with how teams go about drafting players, uh, in the NBA, the way they do in the NFL, the NFL has some very strange, has a very strange system involving you know the the interview process and if you're a quarterback uh, stuff like the wonderlick test uh, so i don't know how much um of how much sit down interviews they do with these players but it's one of those times where i think uh if that is a key piece of this i think isaiah livers draft stock uh will be greatly improved because this guy is um i mean he's kind of an a plus character guy really i mean even the, i don't know if it was his decision but to do the conference call today uh talking with with journalists and bloggers the guys he is a, a very smart guy seems like a guy who could be a coach one day you know i think we would all love to see isaiah livers come back for one more year and it, if there is one thing about this process that makes it a bit more interesting than some of the other ones is i and look, Isaiah Livers loves being at Michigan. He loves Michigan to death. And he, he, I think the way he's handled himself on and off the court in these first three years has been uh, remarkably admirable. I mean, as likable a guy as we've seen uh, ever in Michigan basketball, quite quite honestly. And, and they've had some great ones. But um, I, I do think it, it's a more interesting process than most because unlike some of the other ones, I truly don't know if Isaiah Livers uh, – is gonna be in the NBA uh, next year if he's gonna come back to Michigan. I really don't, because he loves being here. I think that when we heard Jordan Poole was going, we had a pretty good idea. He was gonna pull the string and go to the NBA. Same with Brodsdakis, definitely the same with Charles Matthews. I I don't know with Livers, and I think it's gonna come down to how he performs at the Combine, if he gets an invite, how he does in pre-draft interviews. Um, This is gonna gonna be an intriguing process that I think is definitely gonna come down to the wire here. Um, Livers also... There's many factors that I'm sure went into his decision. This is also a guy who this year dealt with a fair amount of injuries. The NBA is or college basketball has this weird thing where you're almost, uh, you know, kind of snake bitten. It seems if you play for four years, NBA teams almost seem to frown upon that. So this is going to be a really 
enticing decision for him. And uh, I think I can speak for all of us when we say that it wouldn't, as much as we would love to see him back, our feelings towards uh, Livers as a whole won't change if he makes the decision uh, to go to the league. He's been uh, a great represent representative of this program for his first three years here. Well, kind of the dark horse information that is going to be very paramount, I think, in this decision when he goes to the advisory board and he talks to NBA teams is how much they think he can improve his draft stock if he returns to college. Right. Because if they don't think that he has a lot that he can improve on in his senior season there's a good chance he's going to make the jump because you're going to want to start. Like Chris said, they frown upon you coming in the league, you know, being older, they like to develop you themselves. So if they don't think that you can really get better and improve that draft stock in a year, I'd imagine he's probably going to head to the NBA, but we don't, we don't know. And there's also, you know, what is his draft number going to look like? I know he said, if one NBA team says they'll take him. Uh, It might make his decision a little easier, but when do they take him might factor into it as well, because obviously the first round picks each get guaranteed contracts. But if you fall into the second round, you're not guaranteed two seasons in the NBA. So being a first round pick is is much bigger than being a second round pick when it comes to being an NBA player. So that's going to be a key factor in it as well. So there's a lot of information that he's going to gather. And I think this is a really good tool and resource. And I'm glad the NCAA has done this because we saw too many. Many guys get pigeonholed in the past, not being able to come back to school after they entered, maybe got some bad information um, and went pro and weren't able to come back to school. So I'm glad that the players get to go through this. And if they do decide to return, they know what part of their game they have to work on in order to move up in, you know, hypothetically in next year's draft and things like that. So this is a really cool thing. Um, Isaiah Livers is doing it. I'd imagine Franz is going to do this as well. Yeah, I get the idea or the impression. We talked with Juwan Howard, I think, on Thursday uh, via conference call. And it seems like Franz, I wouldn't be surprised if in the next day or two or three or whatever, Franz is with family. Uh, I believe he's in D.C. with Mo and his mother actually right now. I think their dad went back to Germany. But um, I wouldn't be surprised uh, if at some point this week we are – talking about another release and i don't know if we'll do a conference call with franz i kind of doubt it um we might it's possible but i think we'll be talking about another decision like this maybe even before midweek so um i think of the two if we're being honest i think that franz might be the more likely of the two to go because of really i i do think so uh i think it's going to be easier for him to get a first round grade if that's what um, if that's what he's shooting for, I certainly think that's. I think he's a. Uh, he could be a guy that maybe knocks on the door at the, you know, maybe the back half of the first round. Again, all it takes is one team. We've seen it with you know people for years. Who's going to take DJ Wilson? Who's going to take Karis Liver? Who's going to take Jordan Poole? And all of those guys have landed in spots where um, they're doing pretty well, and the teams that took them are seem to be pretty happy with what they're getting out of them. So all it does take is one team. Uh, I think because of the length, because of the athleticism, because of the offense that continues to develop, um, the arrow was, I mean, we're talking about Isaiah Livers here and how important he was to this team once he was back and healthy. Franz Wagner, the last eight to ten games of the year, was Michigan's best best player all around. Right. Um, and I do think, you know, people people have been asking me, 
where's Franz fit into next year's team? You know, would he be? I, I think he would be a starter. I think even with the the five guys they have coming back, he'd be one of or the the guys that they will have coming back and coming in. He would be one of their best five. Um, but I think that it's weird because I think he would probably be the one that's more likely to go pro. But Isaiah Livers might be the player that's more important to next year's team, if that makes sense. Because and the reason I say that is I think when you have this talent coming in next year, it kind of allows Livers to step back. And, and, and we, we saw that he's capable of taking on a load when he needs to. And that's, that's, that's going to be a pretty valuable skill to have whatever he does next year, wherever he's playing. But I think with the talent that they have coming in for next year's roster – it kind of allows him to step back and be a little bit more of a facilitator, a guy more of a straw that stirs the drink, as opposed to a guy where you know when he wasn't on the floor this year for Michigan, they were a completely different basketball team. Um, I think that I just think that his versatility, the ability to play the three or the four, uh, the athleticism, um, you know, he's a 50-40-90 guy, or at least he was trending that way before the season was uh, abruptly cut short. I, I just that's kind of how I see things playing out right now. Um, I'm not going to be surprised if both of them leave. I wouldn't be surprised if both of them stay, which makes, you know, <laughs> that makes the roster crunch even more interesting considering that Adrian Nunez uh, is apparently coming back. And we already know that Austin Davis is coming back. So where do the spots come from there? I, I don't know. It, it makes me think that Juwan might have the expectation that both the, he might be, believing both these guys are going to go because like you said the the scholarship situation right now is well very strange what are they three over currently two over as of now they're one over um if, as, okay. if slash when josh christopher commits which i think is going to happen at some point um, i do think they'll only need that one spot now that shaka smart has kind of been not re-upped at texas but he's not going anywhere i kind of think that puts them back into the driver's seat pretty firmly for greg brown so it really is that one guy that's left um and josh christopher and i think michigan will get him so that put him two over now the question becomes does isaiah todd sign is there going to be a surprise transfer from somewhere those are you know does jace howard wind up just being a walk-on for now the plan is to have him on scholarship so those are all things that um, I think Juwan Howard probably sees it as a good problem to have, and it is. I mean, you're talking about having room for talented basketball players and you know the ability to maybe go nine to ten deep next year. Uh, that would be pretty. You know, I think Juwan Howard would love to have that problem. I don't think anyone's going to get the boot, but um, you know, we'll see what happens. Like, it's not going to be where someone gets cut loose. I don't get the idea right. that Juwan Howard's that that type of guy. So. Um, well, I'm pretty sure there's also ramifications for that. You can't just since the NCAA, if I remember correctly, you know, when uh, there was the crusade kind of against the NCAA and the way they treat the scholarship athletes when the Ed O'Bannon case was going on. I'm pretty sure they switched the scholarships from year to year to four years guaranteed. So I'm pretty sure you can't just take away somebody's scholarship like you used to be able to in the past. So I that does make things a little more difficult. And were you guys surprised with the Nunez thing? I was a little bit surprised because I don't think he really has much of a chance to see in the floor of the next two years. Um, uh, I'll let you go first, Chris. Okay. Okay. Uh, yes and no. I, I think as fans, 
sometimes we uh, live under the assumption that if a guy is struggling on the floor, that means that he may be unhappy in the situation. Now, you know, typically you, when you play college basketball, you, you believe that you're you want to get as much playing time as you can. Um, he struggled this year a lot. And he was given, I think, more opportunities than even most of us expected him to. I mean, he he started very early in the season when Wagner was injured, uh, made little to no impact on the team. Obviously, some of those were kind of garbage games, but still, I mean, zero impression. Uh, the little bit of playing time he would get throughout the conference season, um, he struggled. And I... Look, I, I am happy anytime someone at the University of Michigan, uh, even someone who struggled, has said, um, you know, I'm going to stick with this. I think a lot of us, for you know, thought that Xavier Simpson, after his freshman year, might be a guy who, who might be looking into transferring with the way he struggled. He didn't, and he turned out to be an awesome uh, point guard for this university. So, yeah, right now, I would be I'd be stunned if Adrian Nunez is getting uh, regular minutes in the rotation next year. And I was uh, a bit surprised by the news, um, but I, I give him credit for having the belief in himself and having the belief that what Juwan's creating here is the right direction for him and, and for this program. So definitely a, a, a bit of a stunner, but good for him. Yeah, I mean, what I'll say on this situation is I think that I'm not going to tell fans how to be fans, but I will say the overarching takeaway when a guy says he's going to, you know, every, every time a football player transfers, it's those who stay will be champions. We see it tweeted right. out a million times. Um, I, I'm just, I, I root for, you know, and I think people should root for guys wanting to wear the uniform with that name on the front. If a, what's, if Adrian Nunez comes, you know, comes back, yeah, he's, he's probably, We'll call it what it is. He's probably the 12th, 13th, 14th guy uh, on on the bench next year or on the roster. Okay, that's – I mean, that is what it is. Um, I'm not going to hold that against him. I'm not going to hold that against against Michigan. That's a guy who wants to play there and, and who sees an opportunity there. And, and you know, just because, just because you're not playing – like some people assume that just because someone's not playing that they're, um, you know, that they're going to – selfishly go look for more playing time elsewhere. Some guys are just cool in their situation. Um, yeah. I have no issue with that. And I do think that there are some things that Adrian Nunez needs to improve. And I think that he does have a good looking shot, but a lot of them just don't go down. I think um, and it, defensively, he certainly needs to improve. He was a little bit of a liability when he was out there, but you know, maybe he feels like, Hey, I feel like that. I don't know if I could go somewhere and play under another staff that's going to get that out of me. Maybe he thinks that they can help them help him improve in those areas. And that's awesome. Good for him. I mean, it's not, I I don't think it affects the ceiling for next year's team. I just, you know, if, if all these guys are going to come, attrition is going to have to happen somewhere. And these are questions that are being answered right now is, is where's it going to come? Like I said, I think you're probably going to get one of these guys going pro. If both of them go pro, um, you have your two spots, then don't you? If one of them goes pro, someone's probably going to transfer out. You know, it's you know, right now. Let's let's make one thing clear here. It was a report from I believe Brennan Quinn of the Athletic and Josh Henschke, uh, our our buddy from the Michigan Insider, from 
you know, sources or parents, what have you. There could still be a situation where maybe minds get changed, and you know, when all we're all day to day right now with what's going on in the world. You know, Austin Davis. Who knows if um, he was invited back for a fifth year? What if he changed his mind and decided to leave? Like, what if there's all kinds? You can go up and down the roster and all around the commits and see what kind of the what ifs are. What if a surprise guy transfers, like David DeJulius or Brandon Johns, or you know, something like that? Like, there are things. Michigan was pretty. I'll wrap it up by this. Michigan was pretty lucky in that. In the coaching change last year, they really didn't have any attrition. They lost. Uh, they lost the kid to Kansas, but other than that, they still got Bajima. They got Franz Wagner. It was pretty much all hands on deck. So, in you know, maybe there might be a surprise thing that comes this off season. So, who's to say? But um, I wouldn't worry. I wouldn't worry too much about the guys that say they're coming back. It's it's not your problem to figure out. It's not the players' problem to figure out. Um, Juwan Howard, Juwan Howard's being played, paid a pretty handsome son, some to make those decisions. So, uh, put it in his hands. And yeah, I agree. And, and I'll get the, I guess the last word in on this is there's, you know, he's still, he's only a sophomore, right? Nunez. Yeah. He'll be a junior next year. Right. So, I mean, he could still transfer if not this year. I mean, he, he might think he, he has a shot at something this year. Maybe he'll improve a ton and maybe he will be in the rotation next year, but you would think he probably won't be. But yeah, I mean, he could very much transfer again too. Like you said, as reliable as those sources are with Quinn and, and, and Josh, uh, things change and uh you know i think it was his mother who said he's not transferring but um uh, like yeah you're you're definitely correct in that assumption that especially with as uh crazy and as unpredictable as things are right now um i think it's kind of hard for people to ha- kind of have clear minds so it wouldn't surprise me at all if in the next couple of weeks or months uh you know he kind of changes his tune and does decide to transfer I feel like you guys kind of took my thing out of context there. I wasn't trying to bash Adrian Nunez. No, no, what no. I'm saying I, is, I, is no, that I was, I, was say I was I was more hedging against some of the people on social media who are like, "Oh God, why same, would he even come back?" Same here. Yeah, it, yeah. Wasn't, it wasn't a shot at you at all. Yeah, those. That's never a thing that you should wish on anybody. My surprising thing is that he's kind of an outlier in the culture of college sports today. And I'm not bashing the culture. I'm I'm just recognizing it is what it is, you know, and he, him staying is, is certainly an outlier, but I respect the hell out of anyone that's willing to stay and fight for a position. And I, I would absolutely respect Adrian Nunez staying with Michigan and playing and fighting and competing. That is because that takes, that's not the easy way out. Let's be honest, man. That is not the easy way out, especially with the talent coming in. So uh, if he does stay and he wants to get a degree from Michigan, all the more power to him because he's earned that right from working his whole life to being able to get a scholarship to play basketball at U of M. Uh, We do have to take a quick break and we'll kind of wrap up the show when we come back here on Brewcast. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, 
flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist, and if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Back in on Brewcast, Luke Chiarty, Anthony Broom, and Chris Castellani as we're kind of wrapping up our basketball talk here, maybe crystal ball in a little bit into the future as we talked about Isaiah Livers and Adrian Nunez and maybe some other things that could happen with this basketball program. And my question to you is I want to shift it a little bit here, guys, because uh, we're, we're not getting spring football here this year. Anthony, I don't know if you've heard anything. Chris, I don't know if you've seen anything. Is there any worry about potential setbacks when it comes to the college football season this year? Uh, I think I don't have any inside information to, to say that. I am I am working on a piece for later in the week that is how all of this and no spring football might affect Michigan's position battles, namely, you know, just briefly quarterback, for example. I think this shifts if we do have a college football season, which I think we will, um, I think that I'd probably bet pretty heavy now that it winds up being Dylan McCaffrey at quarterback because he simply just has more snaps at this point. Um, it's a good it's, point. It's going to come down to kind of some of these position battles, and you know, because you're going to there's going to be a camp, and it, and it might be two, three weeks, it might be four weeks, who knows? But um, and things can change quickly, but. Yeah, I really was looking forward to seeing what Joe Milton did with spring practices, and because you know, to my knowledge, I mean, some of these guys may be working out privately, but no one's throwing a football right now. Nobody's dribbling a basketball right now, um, for the most part. I mean, guys aren't hitting the batting cages like this is affecting everyone. Um, this probably, when you look at Michigan's position battles, I think it probably shifts the odds pretty heavily in favor of the upperclassmen or the more experienced guys for some of those spots that are up for grabs. So, like I said, anyone who asks me who I think is going to win the quarterback battle now, it's almost almost sort of a no-brainer to me that it winds up being Dylan McCaffrey, uh, at least going into camp just because of the leg up. Uh, on the question of will we have college football, I think we're going to have a season. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be moved up. I don't know if it's going to be pushed back. Uh, I don't know if there will be fans involved, which would obviously be a pretty – know pretty big deal as well i mean we love a lot of the reason why we love college football and college sports is because of the traditions and the pageantry and uh and all that but um i don't know how in the span of a few months and again it's not even it's it's just barely we're barely turning the page to april here uh but these these covid restrictions are are going to be in place for a while um i don't expect to see any sports until june at the earliest 
Um, and to go from that, it's not going to go, you know, my understanding of this, just I'm trying to keep abreast of the COVID and, and the restriction stuff as best I can, because obviously um, it, it affects all of us, you know, if, if we have an altered football season. I don't like you're not just going to go from okay we're in the clear snap your fingers and then everyone's allowed to go to bars and restaurants I think it will right. be probably a gradually you know okay gatherings up to 50 people gatherings up to 100 people and I think we'll peel things back again um, right now everyone's kind of in the data collecting phase uh, finding out which areas are kind of hot spots unfortunately the area that that we're, you know, Michigan is kind of a hot spot right now, namely the Detroit area, which is just obviously a, a hop, skip, and a jump away from Ann Arbor. So I think things might be restricted here a little longer than other places. Uh, it's it's going to be pretty hard to go from these, these stay-at-home restrictions to, okay, now 115,000 people can sit ass-cheek-to-ass-cheek on, on these metal bleachers to watch a football game. I don't know... I don't know what that timeline looks like. I think we'll get football. I think there's a chance that we're going to get it maybe without fans early on or uh, you know, fan restrictions that you can, so you can maintain the, the good social distancing. But um, I think we'll play football, and it certainly does have effect on what some of these uh, position battles are. But I, to predict what's going to happen even before the end of this month is, uh, I think is kind of futile at this point. I, I do have before I, I say what I want to say, I do have a question because I've heard from several people that there's a chance, a possibility. I don't know if it's actually been discussed or if it's just been something that's been brought up. The idea of moving the season up, uh, you know, what advantage would that have? What good would that do? Does it can you guys either one of you guys answer that? No, I feel like that's going the other way, right? That was my first thought right, when I saw why, that. That's why I'm confused. Yeah, my yeah, thing they, with I, that is, I, you know, I just as we're talking about the restrictions here, if you're moving the season up, then you're definitely not playing in front of fans, which is right. Um, I feel like you wouldn't bend over backwards to make that happen. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yes. It, it, it makes, I don't know, it just never made sense to me why they would try to play games in July instead, or June and July or something like that. Like, no, this is going to take time to, to sort out. We, the further sports down the road are more likely to play than the other sports. So I'm, I'm with you, Chris. That didn't make any sense to me. I kind of put it out of my mind. I kind of shrugged it off, like, as soon as I read it because I thought it was ridiculous. But of course, I, I guess I didn't see the source. They could know a lot more than me, too, you know, at the same right. time. Yeah. It just logically did make sense to me. And, and like you said, Luke, this is it is ridiculous. But the world we're living in right now is ridiculous. So nothing. We are, we are in the dumbest timeline for sure. Nothing. Nothing would shock me at this point. I will say, like, I, I can't. I can't speak on what what the uh, situation is going to be like regarding how this college football season goes down. I think uh, I can say with abundant confidence i think i can speak for all of us too the seasons the college football we're used to seeing which is you know in in ann arbor you know the hundred plus thousand a a a week uh for the home games you know full coverage um like you said as anthony you put it sitting ass cheek to ass cheek um that we will not see that in 2020 i can say that with a lot of confidence things will be dramatically changed and i think in general 
for anyone listening to this, we just need to accept that the next time we get back to any sort of normalcy in sports is going to be 2021. The rest of this calendar year will be filled with a whole lot of WTFs in the sports world. I mean, that's already been discussed, the possibility, and it seems like it's kind of likely now, we're going to see baseball games over Thanksgiving. We're going to see World Series games potentially played at neutral sites with no fans. People are going to have to get really creative here just to make sure that we have sports in the near future. And uh, like I said, I can't speak on what it's going to look like, but I think it's it's about time we accept that the typical college football season is not something that we're going to see in 2020. And as as disappointing as it is, I I can't help but admit maybe I'm I'm just kind of getting used to the weirdness. I'm I'm kind of intrigued. I'm kind of super interested f- to see what it's going to look like for two reasons. One, it mean we're going to get it in some capacity, which is is just nice because we're getting nothing right now. And two. It's just going to be weird, man. This whole thing is going to get so strange going forward to see how a college football season, uh, which is, I mean, there every Saturday, there's no bigger gathering, mass gathering than college football. So it's going to be a strange time in the sports world. And I am admittedly looking forward to seeing how this is going to shape up. Yeah, my thing, too, is that I don't know. Again, it's all going to be about. You know what the data shows is this is this curve being flattened so to speak um i don't even know when they're gonna bring kids back on campus not only from different parts of the country but you know there are there are students from all over the world that you know come spend their their college experience at the university of michigan i don't know i don't know when it's going to be safe to do that um you know, not to. I'm not going to go too deep down this rabbit hole, but uh, if anyone's been following the stuff with what Jerry Falwell Jr. has had happen down at Liberty University, uh, bringing kids back onto campus around all this, and then by the end of the week, they had maybe 12 confirmed or likely uh, coronavirus cases. It's. I don't know when it's going to be responsible to to do that and to bring people back on campus. Um, I don't know. It's it's going to be weird. I mean, we are, um, again, we are living in a historic time. We are going to be a chapter in um, our kids, our grandkids, our great grandkids, everyone's history books for the rest of time. And, you know, right now, um, for as much as we love, we would love sports, anything, um, I don't know. It's just so hard to predict the future. I know last week, John Calipari had made a comment about, you know, Michigan and Kentucky are supposed to go to London in December and play a basketball game. And that's kind of up in the air right now. And people are like, oh, that's that's too much. Why are you looking that far ahead? Well, when you're talking about international travel and planning the logistics of that, that's probably something they need to have worked out sometime this summer, uh, probably June. Uh, Michigan hasn't heard anything about what John Calipari was uh alluding to and they there might be a meeting in may to discuss what the next or in june i'm sorry to discuss what those next steps are but um yeah people just kind of need to wrap their heads around the fact that uh there is no more going back to what our normal was before and it's not you know it's not a scary thing it's not like you know four months from now we're going to be uh podcasting from a warehouse you know with with AK strapped to our chest so no one barges in and steals our supplies. This is not that, but um, 
this is just our new normal and we'll just we'll get through it um we and our kids will probably be toting the bill for this um for sure it's it's affecting a lot of people and i'm trying to be empathetic to to that but like i said um as much as we want sports back it just doesn't seem all that important right now yeah well said anthony i think that's a good place to leave it right there so chris where can we find you on social media Oh, you can find me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2014. I have my show, Locked on Tigers, my other podcast that you can follow there at Locked on Tigers. Uh, you know, got to get creative with content right now with sports not going on. So you're going to be seeing a lot of uh, randomness coming from my Twitter feed uh, that you probably aren't typically used to seeing. And uh, I think it's kind of like that all across the world. And as well, I mean, I won't, I don't see myself posting a lot of pictures going forward, but if you want to see me updating my stories, at least on Instagram, you can follow me there. Chris Castle 95. That's C H R I S C A S T L E nine five. Please follow me on all those platforms. Anthony, where can we find you? You can find me in my kitchen right after I stop recording, probably drinking alcohol. Um, <laughs> right. and also find, you can also find me uh, You can find me on Twitter at Anthony T. Broom. Uh, follow the website at Maze and Brew. You can get our shows wherever you get your content. Um, it's there for you now. A lot of you guys are working from home, looking for something to listen to during the day. Try to pick your spirits up with sports, and then we kind of tear it down with the state of the world. But uh, also... Uh, Chris and I recorded a commentary track for Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker that turned out pretty awesome. I don't know if I'd recommend yeah. it if it's your first or second viewing, but if you're looking for something to, as a maybe a secondary experience to watching the movie, uh, that's also in the podcast feed here. So I had a lot of fun doing that, talking about doing something like that again moving forward. So let us know and uh, we'll just keep on, keep it on. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Gierdi, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I. Make sure to follow the Brewcast Show page at Brewcast Show on Twitter as well. And subscribe and leave a review for all of our shows and content where you get your podcasts by searching Mason Brew Podcasts on Apple, Google, Spotify, and more. So for Chris Castellani, for Anthony Brew, I'm Luke Gierdi. We'll see you next week on Brewcast.